Lecture topic: Training for Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadhi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna idda al-shuhur inda Allah thna ashar shahran fi kitab Allah yom khalaq al-samawat wal-arab. منها أربعة حرم ذلك الدين القيم فلا تظلموا فيهن أنفسكم صدق الله العظيم. Most respected students of Deen, brothers and sisters, Allah Taala has, out of His grace and mercy, granted us this opportunity. To be witnessing this Mubarak month of Rajab. This is an auspicious month. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala mentions the sacred months. Inna iddat al-shuhur inda Allah thna ashar shahran fi kitab Allah yom khalaq al-samawat wal-ard. Allah Taala says that in from the time Allah Taala created the heavens and earth, the system that Allah Taala placed in this whole uh, universe is a system of time which revolves around 12 months. So 12 months that becomes one year, and then the next year commences. So Allah Taala created the system from the time the heavens and earth were created, that there will be tw- a 12-month cycle. And after 12 months, the whole cycle commences again. So every cycle of 12 months is one year. Now, out of these 12 months, Allah Taala says, from the very inception, Allah Taala made four months sacred. Minha arba'atun hurum. Allah Taala says four months have been made sacred. Sacred. What does sacred mean? To understand it very simply, what we say like big night, big days. So these are big months. Sacred meaning there's some special virtue, there's some extra benefit, there's some great benefit and impact in that time. Like the day of Jumu'ah is a sacred day, very special day. Month of Ramadan is also a sacred month. The various parts of the night, like the last one-third portion of every night is a sacred portion of the night because there's a special mercies of Allah Ta'ala descend at that time. And Allah Ta'ala accepts the du'as that are made at that time. So likewise, this whole month is among the sacred months. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has highlighted the four sacred months Minha Arba'atun Hurum Allah Ta'ala says four months are sacred. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi explained which are the sacred months. Zul Qa'da, Zul Hijjah and Muharram. Those three months are together. Those are the three sacred months. And the fourth sacred month is the month of Rajab. So Allah Ta'ala first mentions that these are sacred months. So obviously... Allah Ta'ala calling something sacred, we can imagine now how important it is. So when something is sacred, and Allah Ta'ala has made it sacred, and Allah Ta'ala is declaring that there is these sacred months, Allah is declaring it in the Qur'an Sharif, 
So obviously this deserves special concern, special respect. To understand this little bit, just to give it some understanding in our heart, like for example, a very close family member, might be one of our siblings maybe, or some very close friend. Now, somebody tells us, look, this is the date of my nikah. So now that nikah, mashallah, is sunnah, and it's an ibadat, so it's an auspicious aspect. So, now the person gave us the date, this is the date of the nikah, and invited us to the walima or something. So now that's an auspicious situation. So now for an auspicious situation, there is some concern, there is some care taken. Now, somebody came for that walima of their very close family member, very close friend. But how they came? Came dressed up shabbily. And then came they in a very casual, haphazard manner, like how you meeting somebody out, you know, just one on one, like shouting to the, now somebody, for example now, the person getting married, so now invited this friend to the walima, so he came number one dressed very shabbily, then now in front of everybody shouting to him, hey how are you, and making <coughs> some conversation in a very, very informal manner, which is like, actually like embarrassing the person. But now, like, friends might meet in a separate setting, in a different setting. They might meet casually. Uh, yeah, he's talking about some things which are not appropriate for the occasion. Talking in a very... Number one, now he's dressed in a way that making this person feel uncomfortable. So now he finally carries on like this for a while. So the person getting married, somebody else says, Look, you know what? How you have come here, the way you have come, how you dressed, and how you're talking, all this is not befitting this. So he says, what's wrong with it? I didn't say anything haram. I didn't dress in a haram manner. My body is covered. He says, but you don't have any understanding. Everything doesn't go on the basis of what is just to the boundary that this is halal, this is haram, so then don't worry about anything else. That's not the way that a person should be thinking. And nobody thinks like that who has a sound understanding, who is sane, they don't think like that. A person looks at what is over and above what is compulsory and necessary, what is the appropriate way to do something. And where there is some additional care, some additional respect that has to be observed, then a straight thinking person, an understanding person, a person who has had some good upbringing, who understands what is right and wrong, they will know that, okay, this, and they will adopt that, they will act that out, that, look, this, this behavior can't fit everywhere. This is okay, maybe somewhere else, but not here. This kind of dressing might be fine if I'm just now doing some odds and ends at home or something. I can't appear in the presence of people in public like this. There's a dignified attire for a different occasion. So now this person feels embarrassed, he feels... Uh, disrespected because how somebody dressed a little bit shabbily, they wore their beach thongs and came for the walima now. So now if somebody says beach thongs haram, what's wrong with wearing beach thongs? So now can anybody ever say that this beach thong is haram? And in reality, there's nothing wrong with wearing the beach thongs too. 
But will you appreciate it? Would somebody appreciate it that now my best friend came, came to the walima, I invited, but came dressed in the beach thongs. And just not even very carefully, just anyhow, shabbily little bit, we take offense to it. So why should we take offense? Nothing wrong with it. But we take offense to it. That's the reality. We understand certain occasions need to be respected. There's a dignified attire for the occasion. There's a dignified behavior for that occasion. There's a certain kind of composure that should be maintained. All this we understand for our own personal things. We understand for that walima. Mashallah, that's an ibadat also. But there are certain limits. Unfortunately, people go over the limit in this too. Let alone dressing dignified manner. They dress worse than shabili. This is a different topic. One is somebody dressed shabili. Shabili, what does this mean? Mashallah, they're wearing nice flowing garments, loose, but it's unkempt. It's about maybe dirty also. So that's not good. Shouldn't be appearing like that. But that is still far better in what people take pride in dressing, but it is not in accordance to the haya that deen has taught. That person is very proud to wear it, and maybe in their circle they even be given praises for it, and people with that kind of corrupted mindset are being impressed by it also. But this shabby dressing is a million times better than that immodest dressing. Because the shabby dressing, at the most, it's not appropriate. That is haram. And unfortunately, these kind of occasions, weddings, tight-fitting clothing, things that, type of clothing which expose parts of the body, and I repeat this many times, that if we turn the clock 50 years back, then even many kuffar women would be embarrassed to wear that kind of clothing. Forget 50 years back, maybe 25 years back too. Many kuffar women would have been embarrassed 25 years or 50 years ago to appear in such clothing. But now a Muslim wears it and thinks nothing about it and feels fine about it. So now that's a very terrible degeneration in the aspect of dressing. And we must make an effort to change this. Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq that some people take the lead in abandoning all this kind of western style garments and dressing and bring haya in every level of dressing. Whether it is indoors, whether it is outdoors, obviously there are certain additional requirements for outdoors. When a person is leaving, woman is leaving out of necessity. But indoors also there are certain levels of haya that must never be compromised. The kind of dressing that one appears in front of one's father, in front of one's siblings, front of one's children, all these things are heavily compromised nowadays. And it is shameless. So in any case, we digress from the important topic that we are talking about. That now we feel somebody who came in that manner, shabbily dressed and wearing beach thongs now, we say this person didn't respect the occasion. All this we understand for that walima, we understand for all these things. Somebody's special occasion of some sort, we understand all this. Allah Ta'ala is saying, these four months are sacred. So what Allah Ta'ala is saying? This is a special occasion. Who made it special? Allah Ta'ala made it special. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, I have made this special, so now you must observe the sanctity. You must observe this special occasion. You must respect that this is a special occasion. And you must conduct yourself appropriately. 
So now what is the appropriate conduct? Now further in the same ayat, Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ That look, these four months are sacred. So do not wrong yourself in these months. Do not wrong yourself in these months. How does a person wrong himself? What is the meaning of wronging oneself? One is wronging oneself, like for example, that person came dressed beach thongs, we felt offended. Why? Because that was not the appropriate attire for this. So likewise, what is the appropriate way of spending the time in this month? One is that a person does not do any wrong. That is obvious, that is necessary, that goes without saying. That is a terrible wrong. That is extremely serious that if a person continues doing wrong in this time also, which Allah Ta'ala has made a special occasion. And over and above that, apart from not doing wrong, which is absolutely fundamental, the other is to while away the time in an in a futile manner. That too now is wronging oneself. Because this is a special time. A person wore the beach thongs and came, he didn't come dirty, but that wasn't the appropriate thing. So likewise this time is special. So it can't be just wasted and wiled away in the same normal time, manner that like goes. No, this is a time now to start building up for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. It is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that when the month of Rajab would approach, Rasulullah when he would sight the moon of Rajab, that now the month of Rajab has come. So among the du'as that are established from the Hadith Sharif at that time, one of the du'as, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. Allah grant me barkat. Barik lana, grant us barkat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban. Our mind when we hear the word barkat only goes in one direction. The barkat in wealth and barkat in material things. That too is barkat. And we should ask for that barkat also. So we should ask for barkat in everything. But there is a special barkat that is being referred to here. Barkat in our a'mal, barkat in our dini efforts, barkat in trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Barkat in conditioning our hearts and minds for that very important month of Ramadan that is now on our doorstep. Now can we imagine two months in advance, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is making dua, Allahumma barik lana fi rajabi wa sha'ban wa balligna Ramadan. And Ya Allah, enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan, to witness it, to take from its great benefits and bounties and blessings. So on the one hand, the month of Rajab itself is very auspicious. It's one of the Ashhure Hurum, the sacred months. And what it requires is that now the sanctity must be respected. It must be observed. How is it going to be respected? To start off with, all the haram must be shut off, even if it's not Rajab. But all the more important if it is now Rajab. Because this is a Mubarak month, it's a sacred month, an important month. So that goes without saying, we must stop any haram. Stopping haram doesn't mean a person puts the pause button. Stopping haram means a person puts the delete button. One is pause. 
Now you put the pause now. You pause things being there. I'll come back later. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. That's not Toba. Toba is delete. <clears throat> so for example, a person has some haram contacts. So you say, no, okay, I'm not going to make any contact for this month. We haven't made Toba then. Toba means delete. Stop all the haram contacts. Stop any kind of communication. Delete the details, contact numbers, and delete all the things that go along with it. Sometimes people say that, but now, what do I do now? You know, I want to stop, but the other party is not giving, not letting go. Other party is not letting go. Subhanallah, what uh, crafty ways shaitan deceives people in. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now, this became a kind of excuse for us, appeasing our minds, that it's not really me, it's other party. But can the other party not let go if we let go? This is something which it takes two parties to commit the crime that haram communication cannot happen if one person is communicating and the other person is blocking, blocked it off. So the person will talk to the wall. But if two people are talking, then that's communication. You say, no, but the other party is not letting go. So how is that happening if you let go. If you let go, there's no possibility that the party can't let go. It's already gone. But Shaitan puts all these kind of things in the heart and mind to make a person feel, no, it's not really my problem. No, we, both parties are equally guilty. Now coming to the point we were making, that in this kind of special moment now, it requires turning to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance in Toba, making Toba, deleting all that stopping the haram whatever issues there are it's a time for reflection it might be some deficiencies we have in some things it might be with regards to some aspects of parda for example that parda is not being observed correctly and as it should be it might be cousins, it might be somebody else, whoever it might be now it's a time to make toba, to reflect this is wrong, to acknowledge the wrong. The worst thing to do is to try to make excuses for the wrong. Never ever try to make excuses for the wrong. Accept it. A person who accepts the wrong, Allah Ta'ala will give them the tawfiq of making toba from it and moving ahead. Many a times things are taken for granted. Well, no, no, it's fine. This is carrying on for years. So now what difference? But Allah forbid, Allah forbid, because we took something wrong for granted. Meaning, we didn't take it serious. Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala protect us, that at the time of moth, it can become a barrier. Because something serious was regarded as fine. Now that's, that's a very serious matter. That's a very, very serious matter. That something which in the court of Allah Ta'ala, in the Shariat and Deen of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, something that has been declared as wrong, declared as haram, and is being regarded as not too bad, Okay, not that a person is saying it's halal, that will become kufr. If something that is declared clearly haram in shariat, the Quran and Sunnah clearly declared haram. Like for example, pork now is clearly haram, zina is clearly haram, and interest is clearly haram, and so many things have been clearly declared haram. And na'uzubillah, thumma na'uzubillah, somebody declare or says that no, this is not haram, it's halal, that will become kufr. They know that this is declared haram in the Quran Sharif, and they're saying this is not that. Like in the case of 
all the other filth that is now becoming uh, a problem in society and so many places and throughout the world is being forced through the same gender marriages and what not and now some Muslims are also saying, speaking the same filth that no, no, there's nothing really wrong with this na'uzubillah, person's iman is gone that's kufr so something that's clearly declared haram in the Quran Sharif and declared haram by Rasulullah at that level that now if a person regards as halal will be kufr now not that people regard many of these things as halal but yes there's still a problem the problem is that it is not regarded as very bad it's like almost regarded as it's not too bad some will say well it's not a major thing it's not, it's not serious and it's uh, well I know it's not right but it's one of those things now you just carry on it means that we didn't regard something major as major. That too is a problem. It may not be a problem like the first example we took, but it's not a small thing either. And this is where the danger is. Allah forbid, it becomes a barrier at the time of moth. And that's a very critical time. And these things become barriers. So Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now this coming back is a time for reflection. A time to think. What do I have in my life that needs to be changed? And acknowledge it. If we're not sure ourselves, ask. Ask somebody who can guide us. And we take the direction. Okay, I got this 50 things in my life. But now where do I start from? And how do I try to overcome them? They will guide us. They will tell us, okay, you start from here. Keep making istighfar for the others. And you start working earnestly. And inshallah you'll get there. But a person starts making excuses up front start finding some loophole somewhere, trying to make loopholes, then forget that 50 coming to 49 and coming down to 0, forget coming 49, it will become 55. Because then that, that slide goes further down. It keeps sliding in the wrong direction. Then. So, the month of Rajab, Allah Ta'ala has given us as a sacred month. And the person who observes the sanctity, Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ Don't wrong yourself in this. And before this Allah Ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ الدِّينُ الْقَيِّمُ This is the correct deen, the correct way. What the Mufassirin explain is, that these sacred months, one is there are certain virtues of a'mal, that there will be additional rewards, etc. for a'mal performed in these Mubarak months. But apart from that, what is a very great benefit and virtue about these months is that the person who observes these months correctly in the sense that number one, no haram number two, some extra amal and then as we were discussing in between Nabi Wasallam in regard to Rajab in particular made dua for Barkat in Rajab and Shaban and the zeal for Ramadan is being made manifest so now this is also for us to do to start building up that excitement, that enthusiasm for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. But what is the manner of building this up? By now increasing our amal, gradually increasing it. We start spending five minutes more in tilawat, few minutes more in zikr and dua, few minutes more in righteous actions. Start encouraging others, start talking, Ramadan is coming. And somebody's wedding is coming, they're talking to everybody, wedding is coming, wedding is coming. But as that wedding should have already come, because we try and have it quickly. But number one, they put it for one far away date, and then five months ago, uh, away it is, and they're talking every day about it. 
And every day there's planning and there's some preparation and there's this and that and the other. And often many things completely off the track also. But now Ramadan is coming. Person is waiting for the last day before Ramadan to now say, okay, Ramadan came away now. No, from now that excitement must start. The talk must start. We must be discussing it, talking to others about it. That Ramadan is coming. This Ramadan, I don't want to waste my time. This Ramadan, I don't want to be regretting after Ramadan that I didn't do what I should have done. I'm going to plan myself for this Ramadan. I'm going to start building myself up. I'm going to create a program from now so that I can gradually start building up my tilawat, my zikr, dua, some nawafil, so that by the time the month of Ramadan comes, I am very much prepared with the fazal of Allah Ta'ala. Now that's the talk that should start. That's the kind of talk that we should be engaging in. Encouraging one another. So now, together with this, what the Mufassirin explain is that the month of Rajab, Allah Ta'ala has placed a special barakat in it. And part of this barakat is that in these ashurul hurum, these sacred months, a person who conducts himself correctly, who does extra amal, stays away from haram, the barakat of this is that barakat dua Nabi Sallallahu made also, Allah Ta'ala declared the auspicious, the barakat of it is that when a person has been consistent in these amal and extra amal in these Mubarak months, that becomes a means of continuing with that outside these ashure hurum the rest of the year. So what a person was, mashallah, making extra effort to do in these Mubarak months, that then continues with the barakat of what was done in these months, outside these months also. In other words, the barakat of this month, these ashure hurum, these sacred months, provided that it was respected, it was honored. How is it going to be respected? We do what is appropriate, not only what is right. What is right must be done. We cannot go and take chances with doing what is wrong. Allah forbid something happened by mistake, we immediately make very earnest toba. And apart from that, to do what is appropriate. What is appropriate? That this is a sacred month. We should be doing more. We should be doing extra amal. Shut off all the social media. And in fact, delete it forever, all the better. Shut off all these things. Shut the smartphone off. And start building up for the month of Ramadan. Then when that Mubarak month will come, there will be inshallah tremendous strength and energy, spiritual strength and energy to keep one going positively and to keep one progressing. So, this is what we need to start reflecting on. That mashallah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this opportunity. How many people were there? They are not around now. They didn't see Rajab. They are gone before Rajab. We don't have any idea whether we will see Shaban, we will see Ramadan, we don't know. But whatever time we have, let us try to use that constructively. Not a time to be whiling away. Many people say, before Ramadan, I'll just take a break and then I'll get on to action. Allah forbid that break gets such a break, it breaks a Ramadan before it comes. Because now the whole heart went away in a different direction. The whole mood went off. And now to try and get into action, is just not happening. And the month of Ramadan came, it's also all gone off, that wrong things are still carrying on. Allah forbid that this then destroys everything. So we need to start becoming conscious of these Mubarak moments. This is a special gift from Allah wa Taala. We cannot allow this time to be just wild away. We need to conscientize ourselves and encourage one another. Speak about this in our homes. That today is already the third of Rajab. 
fourth of Rajab, whatever date is as the days pass, keep reminding one another. So many days of Rajab has passed. Now it's the 15th of Rajab, it's the 30th of Rajab, 29 came away. Now it's already Shaban. We are constantly becoming conscious and making others conscious that this is not a time to be wild away, not a time to be just wasted in idle, idle things. The time to become very conscious and to take this further, to take this forward. Otherwise the month of Ramadan also goes in that same futile manner. Extra things are done, the fasting is completed, the tarah will be completed and then the bulk of the time is wasted. Allah forbid this is a terrible disaster then. So let us become very conscious of this great month and use most importantly the time correctly. Let us not wrong ourselves. Wrong ourselves by misusing the time, abusing the time, not recognizing this great na'mat of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So let us become very conscious about this. We talk to one another. Inshallah, our muallimas will keep reminding us also and keep encouraging us. And we too should be encouraging one another, trying to compete with one another in a positive manner, in trying to do more amal, more tilawat, etc. This will become a means of tremendous khair and good for us and for others as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us all. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله